Disclaimer. We are two regular guys who love to talk Bone Thugs and Harmony. We do not represent Bone Thugs or any Bone affiliate. We are also not Bone Thugs experts. The views and information you hear in this podcast may be based on personal opinion. Please feel free to leave corrections and clarifying information in the comments. And enjoy. Straight off the motherfucking internet. Two true hosts talking about the double Glock. Cecil. Johnny. Kick that shit, Phoenix. Beyond the harmony for the fans, we celebrate. Oh, I'm good in the videos every Thursday, so join us. Beyond the harmony for the fans, we celebrate. Oh, I'm good in the videos every Thursday, so join us. Beyond the harmony for the fans, we celebrate. Oh, I'm good in the videos every Thursday, so join us. Beyond the harmony for the fans, we celebrate. Oh, I'm good in the Yeah, that was Phoenix Rising. I am Cecil West, and of course, the one and only John And this is Beyond the Harmony Thug Thursday. John, what's up, man? This is the biggest Thug Thursday yet. Soldier Boy <laughs> in in the waitings. The biggest one. Can't wait. It's what it's all about. It it is it is a it is a big one. I feel like we say that like all the time. This is the biggest thug Thursday yet, but every week they're they're big. big every interviews. week. Everyone. But man, this one for me is one of the I mean, we had a couple of ones that we eyed on the calendar. I've had my eye on this one since the beginning, and we're actually here, and I can't believe it. So I'm fired. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of questions. Um, I'm I've been talking to Soldier a little bit, going into it. He's he's excited to to come on. He's actually just uh, arriving at the location where he's going to do the interview, and and he'll be calling in. So Soldier Boy will be will be calling in shortly, and. Shout out to everybody that's been all the on all the boards, the Beyond the Harmony uh, Facebook group, the BTNH board, everybody that's been helping put together questions. I, we got a phenomenal interview lined up. Yeah, there was so many questions on this one. I I was impressed at how it was like over thirty five. I lost count, and I think there was multiple threads. I, Beyond the Harmony is getting so big now that I can't even keep up with our own thing. It's yeah, it's hard. Well, it, I see us getting tagged like. Even random places, we we got tagged. Uh, I got a tag on the the UBB, asking us to um, talk talking about one of the interviews and stuff. Um, so it it's it's everywhere. Beyond the Harmony is just a little bit of you know in every community. So that's dope. We appreciate everybody. And that's beautiful of the UBB hitting us up because that's kind of what the whole spirit of rekindling. That particular forum, not not so much the Facebook one, but the original UEB forum, that's where all the, the bone culture, online culture was taking place back in the late 90s, early 2000s. So it's cool to get a shout out from them. Yep. So we just had Julio on. We uh, just had 420 Lazy Bone release the new mixtape. Uh, what else? There's tons of stuff going on. What do you want to talk about, John? 
we got uh let's see well there was a, a a topic that we were talking about in our in our own thursday show that you and i did that we kind of uh covered but we didn't really hit it all the way and that was when we were talking about def jam and fleshbone we still don't know the whole deal behind that but we were wondering about if there were def jam fans that learned about bone through fleshbone solo album and then we lost and what i wanted to build upon that was if there were people that just heard of crazy bone as a solo artist or l burna imagine that imagine someone finding about the l burna album not knowing who bone thugs and harmony were but but coming into the whole bone fold through one of these solo albums wouldn't that be something so I don't think it's possible by Alberta, even probably not by Heaven's movie. Did somebody hear Busy Bone and, and go, this is the first shit I've heard, if, if they were into rap music. I do think it was possible by Thugs, and I'm going to tell you why. Here's why. So that dropped in like 96, right? So right. the only Bone stuff out was... The, the first two albums. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, motherfucker, The Crossroads. <laughs> Probably. Excluding The Crossroads, okay, it was very common that people just didn't listen to regions they didn't listen to. And what, and what I mean is, like, Southern hip-hop had been around forever, but it, it didn't blow up in the culture for a long time. So unless you were from the South, you, you probably didn't hear it. You remember, you know, like the people saying like, hey, the, there was more than just outcast in the in the South and the Midwest. Same idea. So if you were a New York hip hop fan, you probably only fucked with New York hip hop. So listening to Bone, who I think, you know, Midwest, they probably got associated with the West Coast, Easy. e It's possible that some New York fans didn't listen to him, but. Those same New York fans were getting those Def Jam samplers because those flooded the streets of, of New York. And you know who would have been on those? Fucking Flesh and Bone, World Soul Cruel with Reverend Run. So I do think that it's possible that there was somebody that didn't fuck with Bone until it came to Flesh and Bone Thugs. And that is why. What do you think? Tell me what you think. Well, it's, I just keep thinking of how strange it must have been for a lot of New York fans to get this flesh and bone on Def Jam. Uh, I also wonder, you know, Immature fans, when Busy Bone did give up the ghost with Immature, now that's a whole different kind of genre, R&B, and it was early on enough. I mean, I'm sure a lot of R&B fans were familiar with, with Bone Thugs and Harmony, but I always wonder seeing featuring Busy Bone, featuring Crazy Bone, like Chameleon Air. If Chameleon Air had fans that, that didn't know who Crazy Bone was or Little John, right? The song with Mystical. Uh, I wonder, I, I just wonder what it's like for somebody to not know of Bone to see their names individually. Crazy Bone. Because it doesn't even make sense outside of Bone. You know, all their names are crazy, lazy, busy, Bone. But if you see their names and you're not familiar with Bone Thugs and Harmony, it must be like Crazy Bone. Busy bone. What, <laughs> what? What is this feature? Who are these? The name. The name by itself. Like you and I and Bone fans, it makes sense to us. We, we, it's it's blended into our minds. But just try to picture what it's like to not have a frame of reference of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. You just see the name Crazy Bone, Flesh I, Flesh and Bone. <laughs> I think I think that was Easy's thing too. You know, with the 
why he just tried to get him under thugs and harmony. Like, I think even Easy didn't probably understand the Bone thing, uh, you know, when he found him as Bone Enterprise. He's like, nah, nah, you guys are thugs and harmony. And they were like, hmm, well, we're Bone <laughs> Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, also, somebody had brought this up the other day, and it never dawned on me, and I, and I'm wondering if if this is true. Did Bone ever do a track with Outkast, either Andre Three Thousand or Big Boy, or has all this time passed and they never collaborated? Huh, that's a good question. I don't even know. Like, I mean, I I know as a group that you know we know there's no Bone Outkast song, but I'm trying to think if even like some something random like Lazy Bone and Big Boy, you, I could I could see like that that as a song that I didn't know exists. Yeah, because they both came out the gate at the same time. Actually, Outkast, I think, came out before Bone did. Before Creeping on a Come Up came out, I think Southern Playlistic came out. And at the beginning, and even as they kept going on, they had somewhat of a fast flow. So it was it was kind of interesting to, to see. Out, you know, you would have thought they would have been paired. They, both those groups came up at a time where they, they kind of were leading their region because that region was, you know kind of not in the running so to speak the midwest and the south it was really about you know the east and the west at at those times and bone and outcast were kind of like leading their region um and, and you know i i think outcast is is the the only reason they're not relevant i think is because they don't you know they don't want to be uh or or those guys could probably be as relevant you know as bone is 20 plus years later so that's a pretty crazy thought that there was a time where they were kind of looked down upon yeah and and the fact that they both hit the same the scene at the same time you would have thought that they would have been paired a lot more often and it just not happening and then you know here's another one that uh, forgive me if i don't know but i was also i was listening to some crucial conflict the other day they actually came out with an album a couple years ago and you know bone did a couple of tracks with twista over the years after everybody made up, but did anybody from Bone ever work with Crucial Conflict? Well, didn't, uh, oh no, I guess that was Do or Die. Who did Lazy Bone do the... Yeah, yeah, Do or Die, yeah, the final album, Lazy Bone and AK. Yeah, I don't and know. I don't know why Conflict. Nard's not on it, but I, I was sitting there saying, like, did they ever, did they ever get together at any book? Because 3-6 Mafia did stuff with Bone a couple times, I, and obviously Twister did, and I'm thinking, all right, so what about Crucial Conflict? Uh, I guess... I don't know. It's. I mean, I'm supposed it's just one Google search away. But these are things that, as I was, you know, jogging, just thinking things. I'm like, man, crucial conflict, outcast, and then Eminem. After all this time, Eminem has never. He 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 basically used Bone style on. Forgot about Dre and the the one about Mariah Carey. But you know, did he ever pay homage? Did he ever do? Did he ever get with Bone? Did he ever do anything with Bone? I don't know, Eminem? but I think we got uh, Soldier Boy with us, John. Let me just see if this. Here we go, Soldier Boy. You with us? Hello. There oh, he is, Soldier Boy. Yo, Finish. yo, what's up? All yes, right, sir. There he is. Good to what have you with us here it? tonight, Soldier Boy. Can you hear me good? Oh yeah, we can hear you good. We can hear you good. You you got uh you got everything good on your side with us. You hear both of us? Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right, so 
we do a great job over here about asking some questions that you've probably not been asked in previous interviews, Soldier Boy. So instead of wasting your time with the same questions that I know you've been asked a hundred times, we're going to jump into some big ones with you because you are a, a big guest and I want to make sure that we cover the, the home runs with you. Thank you, my brother. I'm honored. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, I want to ask first, because it's important for me as somebody that's followed you, one thing that I've seen is some some variations in your name over the years. So I just want to establish for, for listeners now in 2018 what, what you're officially going under, because I've seen everything from, you know, Soldier 96, The Real Soldier Boy, Tally Up King. So so what are you going under right now? Actually, it's, it's King Jamma. That's yeah. my official. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna always be soldier, soldier boy, but we're going with King Gemma. Cool, cool. So, <clears throat> dating back, and 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 I was reading this actually in a biography about you, and I noticed that this hadn't been asked to uh, to you before. Uh, I was reading that when you were young, your mother moved you out to California and that was to pursue the entertainment business a little bit. And a, and a family emergency had actually brought you and your family back to Cleveland. Uh, do, do you remember that experience? Well, I know you were young. Were, do you remember it well enough to tell us about that time? Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Mom, mom, uh, my mom, she had me doing some modeling. at like, I think I had to be like five, about five or six years old. You know, McDonald's McDonald's used to, to audition a lot of children back back then to do uh commercials, so it was prepping me for a lot of different stuff as far as that goes, a little modeling, doing um doing some commercials. But we wind up moving back to Cleveland and we're actually losing those those contacts. Now, when you guys got back to, to the Cleveland area and and you you know because I I know you were you said that you were doing that in California when you were younger, did did you continue to to, to kind of pursue entertainment at that point or did you not start rapping until a, a lot later you know when you when you were a teenager when did when did you start to pursue being a you know an MC? I actually started pursuing like by the time I was like eleven, twelve years old. I actually started really really getting into it. Mom's bought me a karaoke machine, uh, drum set, little beat machine. Um, I really started getting into it around that time. Like, you know, of course, I had my favorites, you know, the LLs and, the, you know, the Houdinis. And, oh, yeah. Um, my favorite, uh, Big Daddy Kane, you know. But, uh, yeah, by the time I was 11, 12 years old, I really started picking it up and just, Getting on people's nerves, basically. <laughs> no, because I sing and rap all the time, man. Like all the time, nonstop, nonstop. So you know, of course, that probably get on get on the average person's nerves who don't really, you know, who's not into the music like that. <laughs> now, let me ask. I mean, you being a, a Cleveland native, a, a lot of the other mofugs are on record as saying that they grew up with Bone or went to school with Bone, and that's how they got involved with, you know, Mo Thugs, 
what what was your experience? How did you actually become involved with you know with that with that label? Well, I sort of got the same story. Like I grew up with those cats. We went to school together from uh, junior high to high school. You know, we were running around calling ourselves the Band Aid Boys. <laughs> <laughs> calling ourselves the Band-Aid Boys, and we was doing everything up under the sun, you know, with the things that were being done back then, you know, touching on the, you know, the drugs and all of that. And I think Steve, the Lazy Bone, wound up going to jail when we were, like, 15. I was, like, we were, like, 15, 16. This is actually yeah. around the time where everybody was just, like, doing talent shows and stuff like that. Bone was really known for doing talent shows. Yeah, you know, I was more so known for just like the, the guy who knew how to do the music, the beatboxing, and I've done a few talent shows, but not like Bone. Bone was actually into that, doing those talent shows. But we, um, yeah, man, we grew up together, bro. Like everything, you know, all the way down to the last penny, you know, getting burgers for each other. You know what I'm saying? So like we really, really was in the paint yeah. together, man, growing up doing the rap and the singing, the harmonizing. We all, all fed off each other. I actually didn't know any of the Motha artists at that time. Wow. Okay. Wow. So it was like everyone did grow up with them, but I, it, it was like spaced out. Like you, we, we got a Cleveland. You got East Cleveland. You got the west side of Cleveland. I actually grew up with Bone in the St. Clair area. So I think Boogie Night, which is Portage Hustler, and Too True sort of had the East Cleveland thing with with Bone and them. But everybody basically got the same story, man. We all grew up with those that. Now, how did you find out about the deal? I mean, Bone is on. I mean, do, do you get do you immediately know, hey, Bone is on, I'm gonna get on, or or do you get a call? How does your deal come about? When when did that, you know, come about for you? And what was what brought that on? I actually was like, um, I don't know if you remember the guy 101 up out of the graveyard shift. He's like the graveyard shift member that I'm trying to remember. I think he was on that uh, that double Glock song. Pop, pop, giving up shots to the double Glock. Glock. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, he was on that song. Um, he used to have a lot of rappers coming to Cleveland from like rap a lot. So he's actually trying to get me, you know, to talk to a few few people that can do some things for me because at this at this particular time like I was on my way searching for my break. Yeah. But in the process Bone had already stepped into it like a year or so prior with EVE. So they come back to Cleveland after a, a tour and we all would meet up on we all would meet up on Remington. Um, that's actually where Wishbone's grandmother stay. Uh, um, crazy. He approached my car and was talking to me and I was playing my music. And, uh, he was just asking me, like, he was like, who is that singing? And, uh, I was like, that's me. And he was like, shit, who is that, you know, who is that rapping? And I'm like, shit, that's me. 
He's like, man, that's all you on the, on the same song? I'm like, yeah. He's like, shit, dog, listen. We're going to be flying you out to Cali, man, in the next two weeks. Man, I need you to get everything ready, man. We really, really trying to do something with you, bro. And I, I, you know, by him being my homie, I just took it like, okay, you know, that's my homie. I didn't know what they had going on behind closed doors, you know, right. as far as having a label and everything. But sure enough, about two weeks later, um, a Relativity van. I don't know you guys familiar with the distributor Relativity Records. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A van pulled up at my house, and uh, someone came knocking to the door. When I answered the door, it was actually Crazy Bones' brother, Rod J, standing yeah. there with, with, the, with the Relativity jacket, like, welcome to the family, man. I'm like, what? Like, this for real? Like, this what we doing? And so I left everything right there. Packed what I could. We got in that van, shot to the airport, and got out there. I think when I when I landed in in California, I think Bone Thugs was doing. I think they were doing a song to the movie soundtrack. Um, sure. Uh, like, what is that? There was Queen Latifah and Vivica yeah. Fox and all that. Set it off. Yeah, set it off. They were doing that. Yeah, I think it was that song. Was, yeah. Because it wasn't that the shoot him up song, shoot, shoot him up. Shoot it was, him it was, up. Days, was the days of our lives. Days of our lives. Yeah, they were working on that song there. So once I got everybody greeted me. Wow, man, what's up, man? Oh, the song is popping, bro. Crazy Bones going crazy. Like, man, I really, I really like what I heard, man. Once you be part of the family, man, we about to, we about to do this shit. So it just took off from there, man. Wow. And and so did they brought you guys? Did did you guys do family scriptures? Did you record that in Cleveland? Was that recorded? In, it sounds like in California. What? Where was that done? Which which song? What, what do you mean album or? Yeah, like that album. Did you guys record that in multiple locations, or was that all done out in California? Because there were so many Mo Thugs from Cleveland. I it, it, I figured that was recorded mostly in Cleveland. You know, we had a studio in Cleveland. We. They had bought this house and turned it into a studio, and we actually had it, like, tagged. Like, the people came by and cemented, you know, carved in the cement and actually put yeah. more thugs on it. So we had, like, an official studio. But majority of it was recorded in California. Um, I cannot remember the name of the studio. It's a big studio out there, though. Now, did you guys know that that's what you guys were recording for was like the compilation or were you just recording songs for like, you know, like a solo effort or did you guys know collectively, Hey, we're about to put this big. Cause I mean, that, that was a music changing compilation. So, I mean, did you guys know that that's what you guys were putting together at that time? That's an interesting question, my man, because you know what? Wow. Wow. You know what? I didn't know until like the middle of the project like that's what i'm saying we were we were some like graveyard shift was here in cleveland recording some stuff um ported hustlers i think was in miami recording some stuff we were in cali recording some stuff so i was basically told to just get a few singles together like i didn't think this was like it was going to be a project yeah, actually, be a project. They were just they were just saying we need to get some songs together. So, wow, um, they wow. didn't even actually That's... use 
the one of the solo songs that I that I created. They wind up um they were liking it, but they uh pulled me into another. So I think they had like A, B, and C studio. Man, what is the name of the studio out there? It's a huge studio. I cannot remember the name, but um, they pulled me in there and they had the, I'll never forget it was the guy from, I think, Sony. Tony, Ma, what's his name? Tony Matola? Matola? Matola. Yeah, Matola Tony Matola. Uh, the owner of Relativity Records. And I think Tamika Wright. Wow. Of course, of you know, a few of the Bone members, and they had the track going for Thug Devotion. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, I like this. What's, you know, what's up with this? Crazy, like, listen. And they pulled the vocals up. They had already had the chorus down. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> They're like, man, we need you to go in there real quick and, and uh, write your verse. So I went straight in. Like, coming from doing the song that I had already recorded. I went straight in, and that's how we wound up with that. Want to be soldier, soldier, hot and soldier. Don't thug it, you know why. Yeah. I never forget that night. That was a fun night there. Do you remember what the other songs were? that You said you had recorded some other tracks. Do you remember what those tracks were, and did those ever come out on, like, those mixtapes you put out? Or do you recall what they were? No, they never they never came out. I can't, I can't remember the things. It was been so long. We talking about, like, 96. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, very long time, but you know, I didn't even get a chance to even like, <laughs> excuse me, really listen to it because everything was just going so fast. Like, see, that's the thing. Like, everything was going so fast. That shit seemed like it was overnight. Yeah, you, you understand that? Like, man, it was going so fast. Like, really, really going fast. We didn't even have time to sit down and eat and talk. Like. It was just going. Yeah. And that and that time frame too, I mean, you know, the first Mo Thugs is ninety six, the Art of War was ninety seven, the second Mo Thugs is ninety eight. And you're involved in all those projects and I'm sure you were touring a lot uh during those years as well. Um what when you did the Art of War, so you're coming out of Mo Thugs one, you you know, you guys are now very established. I, I think after the first Mo Thugs, you know, you guys did a great job. Uh, not only embracing, but being embraced by that bone, you know, fan uh, base. You're doing the art of war. You are, m- minus the big Mothug feature, you're the only Mothug featured on the art of war. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Wasteland Warriors and how that song came about? Did you know that that was going to be for the art of war? <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are interesting questions because I, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> I just remember them calling me. Because we were actually in, in California, and um, they sent for me to come to the studio. Yeah. And when I got in there, I think Crazy was recording his verse to the song. And so I'm like, damn, this shit, bro. Like, what's this? They're like, man, we want you to get on this, man. <laughs> we need you to get on this, like, ASAP. I'm like, oh, shit. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Everything was, like, right then and there. Yeah, it wasn't no prepping or nothing. That's one thing I liked about them. Like we would just fall out of the sky with that shit. It wasn't no, you know, crazy was a genius. You know, he gonna come up with those hooks and shit like that, and you know, probably get an old school track and flip it. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it was just like we in the studio. Like, right. come on, like 
your energy got to be what this song is on. Like, <laughs> so, okay, if you come to the studio with, with, if you're feeling down or you had a bad day, you got to go in there and work. So that's what I liked about it, man. That shit was spot on. But that's yeah, how that song came Like, they called me to the studio and I actually got in there and heard it. And I wrote the verse right there, like, right there. It took me like 20 minutes. Wow. It's, but like a track like a, a track like low down low down dirty shame with with crazy bone that that one seems so thought out though like was that couldn't have possibly been just a spur of the moment thing did, did you guys think that one through and was that for you or crazy or like how did how did low down come about yeah it was interesting because rest in peace his soul tombstone <clears throat> he um he was actually making a track and i came in the studio and i heard it and i'm like man what's Fuck. I'm like, what's up with that? He like, you like this? I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, man, let me get that. <clears throat> as soon as he said, yeah, he just he he, lo- he uploaded it. He um he pulled it up for me so I could just listen to it. While I was listening. I'm like, damn, slow down, slow down, dirty shame, accept the strange, So I went in there, recorded the hook. Like I didn't even write that. I just went in there, recorded the hook, and uh. I had somebody to go get crazy real quick. He came in. I'm like, man, listen to this. Like, what? He's like, man, I already got some shit for this. I'm like, swear. He's like, yeah, it's about five years old. (laughs) 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 I'm like, God damn. But when he starts spitting it, I'm like, oh, rest in pieces. It's creeping up on me lately. Welcome to this song. Oh, that shit. Hey, bro. He got to spitting that shit. I'm like, this shit sound like right now. Let's go. Hey, and be pumped as fuck, man. We finished that song. I'm not gonna lie, because he had already he already had that verse from so long ago. It only took us probably about thirty, forty five minutes to get it all. Wow! Because he already he already had his shit. So as he as he spat and and stopped, I'll just come right in with you know what I had already crafted. It it it, it came out. Probably like ninety eight percent the way I wanted to wanted it to. I, I, it's, my hook was kind of flat. I needed my hook to be more aggressive, but for for the most part, you know, crazy dude did his thing on that bitch. Like I couldn't have heard. I, I didn't hear lazy wish. I didn't hear busy like them shit. That song was meant for me and crazy. Oh yeah. Do Do you think? I mean, because the 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 way that you create and and you know, I think. Uh, fans always think of you as more than just, you know, the the regular MC. I mean, you have so many tools to use, and Crazy Bone's the same way. Do you think that's who you clicked with the best, or who who did you work with the best in, in Mo Thugs when you were there? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy, because he kept me... So you know what's deep about this shit? Like, Mo Thug was like, we were being, like, tossed around. Like, you would see graveyard shit from Poetic Hustles with Lazy, and then it'll be me, Thug Queen, and Felicia with with crazy. Yeah. Then it'll be like uh MT five and Cat Cody and them. I think they'll probably be with like this might be been before Flesh even went to jail, as a matter of fact. Yeah, but we, we were being like we were just moving around. But crazy is the one that kept me working. Like he kept that camera on me. He kept me in the studio, so that's what I—that's why I really fuck with him the most, like that. Like everybody else was sort of like, 
in the studio, but kicking it too, and wanted to do a lot right. of kicking it. Crazy. It's like, no, nah, motherfucker, we about to go do these interviews. We about to go do these shows. Like, we was constantly working. Well, you know, the other day, we, we were watching the video of your performance of Mighty Mighty Warrior with Thug Queen, Felicia, and Crazy Bone. And it dawned on us. We're like, wow, this would have been an excellent four-person group, two girls, two males. Did that ever cross your guys' minds to form, like, a side group? Yeah, he crazy had a lot of ideas. We also had a lot of ideas. But what wound up happening was that Night Riders thing. Oh, okay. People don't know. Like, see, that's what I'm saying. We have so much shit recorded that never, ever been heard. I was actually... Me, Thug Queen, Felicia, Mohart, and Crazy were the and Sin were the very first artists for that Night Riders. We were the Night Riders, but I don't know what happened. We had a project, like I think we were like eight, nine songs in, maybe even a little bit more. And we were close to it. A deal was about to happen with that, but it just it just went away. So you know. I- I was going to ask you, you know, about about that time frame because, uh, you know, a, a lot of the a lot of the songs with like um, Sin as a Night Rider, you know, they they put out a Night Riders project, and and I think some of Sin's vocals are on there. Um, and I, and I was going to ask, we we saw some of the Mo Thugs during Thugline. I mean, was there talk about you being part of Thugline as well? Nah, it's it was, it's been so. <laughs> Since my departure from Musa, man, it's just like been in and out. Like, yeah, Musa died to talk about, you know, bringing me back on board and all of that. But, you know, sometimes things may look a certain way, you know, but they're actually not the way that they look. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to, like, you know, let go and, and continue, you know, to, to, to move around. Because we once, I think once Bone started, like, separating, it opened up the doors for Mo Thug to start doing that. Everybody started, like, losing, you know, that energy. We stopped being around each other as much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think it was more of a, I think it started being becoming competitive. But, you know, as far as like the members of Mo Thug, right? You know what I'm saying. So it's just, and then you know, you got a lot of people who had little say so in in situations. So a lot of things didn't come about like they could have or should have. Was there a, a follow-up project that was scheduled to come after Two True and Poetic Hustlers? Because those two albums actually materialized and came out. Do you know what the third project was supposed to be? I think everybody assumes Graveyard Shift. And then me. Or I think it was going to be me and then Graveyard Shift. No, I think I was going last. I think it was going to be, you see who came out first? Two True, then it was Poetic Hustlers, then it would have been Graveyard Shift and me. But you know, budgets um, budgets were received, and the monies weren't handled right. So you know, that's what I'm saying. Like certain things start happening 
we start going different ways, you know, different <laughs> different energies come about. So, you know, we you all would have definitely had a Soldier Boy album had a had the monies would have went towards what it was supposed to. It was a lot of money issues going on with the whole bone thug, motor thing. So let me ask, I mean, what was it recorded? We we did a very lengthy interview with Romeo Antonio and, and he said that uh you, you guys had a, a good amount of Soldier Boy material recorded. I mean, did you have the, the album ready to go or a lot of tracks for it? Yeah. I had some shit, bro. I had some shit. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I have some a lot of songs that were recorded under that brand, but they just never surfaced. Wow. wow. Shit, bro. Yeah, like, real, real, real nice songs. But you all about to... What I'm working on right now is definitely going to wake up the dead if that's the right term because <laughs> like that. I'm, I'm trying to I am not I'm not trying to but I, I have bridged that not gap but that you know I I put everything together the 90s and what's popping right now which is us I always tell people that like what you're hearing right now is just a breakup of what we were doing in the 90s, and it just throwing ad-libs in. It's the same shit that we were doing, so it's only right to mesh everything together, everything. When I say everything, I mean everything, up-tempo, slow-tempo, like, you all are about to actually hear my real, true talent. Everybody tell me I done got better than I was, and that's what I've I always tell myself and I tell other all the other artists that I have relationships with, if you don't get better with time, then you must stop. There ain't no sense of going on. If you do not get better with time with anything that you do, I don't care if it was sex. <laughs> if you don't get better with time, then you need to try to stop and do something else that you're good at and that you can do, you'll do better as you grow. Like right now, I'm on some grown man shit, but you're gonna, it's gonna, it sound like what you're hearing right now, but it's not. If you understand that, I got some, I got some really, really nice material right now, and I'm on, I own all my masters. I'm not. I have a situation right now. But for the most part, like I said, I own my masters and we're about to really reap the benefits of everything. I have a few artists that I'm looking at right now, just watching them. I want to bring some people on board because it's really just time for, it's been time for Cleveland to like really unite, man, and make things happen. Like I'd have been through I done been through it all. I done seen it all. So it's nothing really nobody can tell me about what's going on right now. Everything is going on. I've seen it then. I, I liken I, I liken your your career in, in my mind. This is how I feel that 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 Bo Jackson's career was cut short 
and, and what a tragedy it was. And for 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 a, a Mo Thug Soldier Boy album to to never have come to the light, it's like that same what if Bo Jackson field for me. I don't know how other people feel, but I, I was I was always the biggest like Soldier Boys should be the sixth guy in Bone. I I, I love Soldier Boy. I was always hoping. I mean, I've got all your mixtapes. I love all those too. But it's 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 just that that era. You know what I mean? So like I'm a Dustia. I feel like that you must have recorded that during. The Mo Thug era is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. That was actually one of the songs that was going to be on my project. Yeah, that, that, that makes that sense. Jamming. It 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 sounds like that time. Uh, you know, I I I'm excited to hear that you're that you're working on something that you feel like um, will will be the best. Uh, you know, the the best that you've made. I know that there's been a lot of build up. You've released a lot of projects, but I think that. You know, your fans, um, because you, you are the, without question, you know, the most active uh, post-MoThug member. And I, I think that the fans have really been waiting for that, you know, all-around album to drop. Um, so I, I, I think that there's a lot of excitement to hear that, you know, they're finally going to get this this full 360 degrees of you. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, too, man. I'm honored, man. With all the love and the support, man, for so long, or so long, you we talking about over two decades, yeah. you know, and I didn't, I didn't have the, the privilege that Bone Thug had to, to continue to have success, like in that sense, you know what I'm saying? And and for people to still to this day like salute me for my 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 craft, like this, it's an incredible blessing, man. I truly appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, I mean. I, Go ahead, John. I was going to say, we saw you reemerge on the scene in like 2009, but like all, all this time I've wondered, you know, where were you from 2001 to 2008? And, and I, I don't mean like, hey, where were you? But I'm like, I literally mean like what was taking place between 01 and 08? Am I missing anything? Or because it seems like you had a big push in 09, 2010, and again in 2012, again in 2013 and 2015 with those music videos. But I have like a gap of 2001 to 2008. Did you do any material or any work during that time period? Yeah, I see. I did a lot of work with a lot of different independent labels that Tally Up has, we have actually teamed up with a few entities that really, really could have made an impact. You know, we did so many projects. If you imagine, you know, getting your paperwork together and you and you meshing with another entity and seventy five percent seventy five percent into your project project and then you know the other side just like get cold feet. Oh wow. You know, get they're afraid. So now you wanna back out but it's gonna be a a, a situation with production. You know? See it's like that's why I said we own our own masters because, you know, coming from where I come from with the whole bone thug, mo thug, like we had the, with those machines behind us, had us out there, bro. Like I've seen, I've seen so much in the game, man. Like with those machines behind us. 
you know, because they're going to spend that money. We're going to tour. We're going to do all of that. We're going to be all over the country, all overseas. So, so let's back right up to that then. Let's let's back right up and, and talk about the beginning of the machine then. You as a MoThug artist, and, and we briefly talked about you joining MoThugs. Talk to me about when, when they signed you guys on. Did, did each one of you get offered the you know a standard MoThug deal, or did you all get to negotiate and, and get signed in under different bonuses? You don't have to talk money with me. I just want to know if it was a standard deal with all you guys or if, if you all kind of negotiated differently. All of us were individual acts, but we were all given we were all given some money to sign. Yeah. See, most of the records was like a production company. I think it it turned into a record company, but it was we actually signed a production deal. Mm. You know, so did did your deal ever change? Like, I mean, because you were there for years, did it ever change, or were you under the same deal your your entire time? Yeah, I was up under the same umbrella the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, now, what about the the the, the Thug Mentality '99 era? Um, you know, Armageddon's on there. Was that recorded during that period of time, or was that from like a previous Mothug project and it wound up on Crazy Bones' album? And did you do any other tracks for that album that didn't come yeah, out? Because fans love that. that. I mean, that that that's actually a song that um, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Bruce Willis movie Armageddon. Yep, it was supposed yep. to go on that movie soundtrack, but. <clears throat> I flew out to New York and met up with Crazy. We did the song. It was, it was supposed to, you know, you know, I think on here like seventy-two hours to get them the song. So they actually like cut the check, but it didn't receive the song. So I wow. think that's how I end up on Crazy Balls Thug Thug Mentality. Wow, that would have been insane if it ended up on that movie soundtrack. Yeah, that would. Yeah, that's forever. Those are those are stamps that are forever. Like, and we're not saying that this not, but something like that. Yeah, I would love to have for that song to have made it on that project. Now, can you tell me? I, I know you said, "Hey, that time was moving really fast at these times." Ninety six, ninety seven, uh, you know, ninety eight. 98 the the Mothug family reunion was it was it the same situation for you guys i mean was was that kind of just like a compilation that ended up together or or did you guys go into that second Mothugs album now at this point knowing we're recording you know for this yeah um yeah we yeah we definitely had all the information when it came to that they, they uh relativity sent all of us out to miami <laughs> everybody like everybody like Everybody, Romeo, uh, man, everybody, everybody that was involved with that second project, we were all in Miami at yeah. one particular studio. But this is what, now I'm about to tell y'all something that's so deep, like, 
This is how that Mighty Mo Thug song came about. That very first verse, me and Sin from Graveyard Shift, we were writing together off a off a a track that I had got from my sister's my my niece's father. Like that. He he was doing production for me when I was younger. So I had brought some of his tracks out to Miami and me and Sin were writing to one of them. And that's how I got that, that first verse to my Mighty Mo Thug. But um when we got to the studio, Crazy was like, Listen, soldier, you you gotta go to this other studio, man, because they want this shit back like fast, man, and um all the all the studios inside the big studio were filled. He like, you're going to go with Ish. I'm like, who the fuck is Ish? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who, who Ish was, but he, he wound up being a cool dude. So I'm riding with him and uh, <clears throat> we made a few stops. You know, I got myself together, got the liquor, you know, got some smoke. So we get to the studio. Now, mind you, I don't have a concept. I don't have the track. I don't have anything. Like, I don't have anything. Crazy just sent me, like, they didn't even give me a per diem, nothing. Like, he got some tracks, like, nothing. They just wanted me to go in there and go crazy. So when we got in the studio, the guy, Ish, he played the bass guitar. So I'm in the booth, and I'm like, listen, can you play this? And he started playing it with the guitar. And then I hit him with the bass and he started playing the bass. So once he got that going, he started recording that. I left out, signed a few autographs, and then I come back in and he had it like really going. So while I was going and I'm like, I said it must be, must be, yeah. Gotta be mighty mother. Let's remind you, the verse that I wrote was sin. I had recorded the hook already, and I just listened to him like, man, hold up. So I just tried that verse, and it fit right in. Come and get him with the thigh, y'all. Thigh, y'all. You remember the song, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, f- f- funny story about that real quick. Uh, when that came out, there was like this thing at my school that anytime people passed by a fish tank, you'd say, hey, hey. I see right through you like water. <laughs> and that was like a little pastime. It's one of the best Mothug songs, uh, you know, uh, of all time. I, I think that, you know, you're synonymous with being kind of the backbone to a, a lot of those, you know, those songs that people just associate with what the foundation of, of being a Mothug is. Um, and, and you being there from that first album, making that foundation, by the time the second album was kind of coming around for you guys, the roster had changed up a little bit. It, it wasn't huge changes. You know, you saw Trey kind of, you know, work out and then some, some new members came in. You mentioned MT5, Potion came in, even like Powder was on Ghetto Cowboys. Were these additions where, you know, were, were the rest of the Mothugs accepting of these new additions or, or did they kind of have to like earn their respect on the roster? No, no, they, they, we did not 
none of us, I don't think, like what was going on. Not even, uh, not even the label that we were signed to, you know, relativity. Like that was very messy because you already have a lot of acts that you're trying to focus on, and you're bringing on more acts, right? To be, to be recognized first. You know what I'm saying? So they start making us look like un 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 unindividualized, if that's the word. Like it 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 made us look more like a big ass family group opposed to it being like Soldier Boy, a solo artist, graveyard ship as a group, where the hustles is another group, you know what I'm saying? It just looked like right. it is just really, really messy, like Man, like a lot of people don't even know, like Outcast, like was running with us for a few months trying to sign the most of, and I don't know why they didn't sign them because Outcast had a name at that time. I think this is the time that they left the Face Records. Wow, you know, right. imagine Holy Outcast, shit. Being, Outcast being under most of. Holy cow! That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, if you, if you think about that thought, you know, outcast on Mothug, but I, you know, I can agree with what you're saying that there, there started to be so many members of Mothugs and such a little amount of, you know, what would be considered solo albums. It was just two true and poetic hustlers that got out there that it did, you know, make you guys start to kind of look like a big group, um, by, by the second one. I mean, is that what led to the departure? I mean, what what brought that on for you? Because you know, by the end of the second one, um, Thug Mentality, nineteen ninety nine, which was next, you you were pretty much kind of out of the fold by the ninety nine, right? Yep. Yeah, late ninety nine. I just I I couldn't take the bullshit, like you know. I, I I will admit, I, I find blind faith. You know, these are my homies, they grew up, I grew up with them. You know what I'm saying? They're going to do this shit right. They're going to do me right. Like, they're going to handle their business. Like, but a lot of times that don't be the case, you know. And I, I'm only just being truthful. I'm not talking out of bitterness or nothing. Cause I'm not, I'm far from being bitter or anything. I love those cats. I just wish that they would have done it the way it was really supposed to be done because we would like, no, I don't give a fuck who was out at that time. Like it was almost done, like period, you know? And I just, I just couldn't understand. Like, I just couldn't understand how is it that you're getting budget and you're not, you're not giving them to the artist. Who the, who the budgets are for. Like, I'm saying, that's not how you handle business. You keep the budget for yourself. So, if you got artists that are not happy, you're not going to get the best out of the artist for you to put out to the world to hear. And then we watching y'all unfold over money issues. Like, see, it's so deep. 
it's very deep, and I'm just I don't have no limit to what I say or, or what I answer to. Like these are all facts. Like my brothers just couldn't get they couldn't stay in the group. They couldn't respect each other enough. You know, one person's getting money for everybody and he's not paying everybody who's supposed to get checked. If Navy Bone get checks from Tamika Wright and he don't give, give those checks to who, who he's supposed to, well, he got a problem now. Crazy ready to beat him up, busy ready to beat him up. I'm giving y'all raw shit right now. A lot of that shit that we went through was because of people being in youngsters' ears. Yeah, we were young, but I've seen quarter million, half a million, million dollar checks coming from Tamika Wright. So uh, the story about being take, the EV taken from them, that's false. That's false. I've seen quarter million dollar, half a million dollar, million dollar checks coming from Ruthless Records for both of us. Wow. I, I've seen checks being written out of Mothug Records checkbooks. So the money was there. It was just misused. You see what I'm saying? Is this the major thing that left, I mean, you know, we talked about going Mo Thugs 1 into Mo Thugs 2. We saw a small roster change as far as losing artists. But by the end of the second one, almost all of the originals uh, are gone, except for, I believe, like maybe Ken Dog. Um, Even Crazy and Wish are no longer involved. Do you you feel like that's the major thing that, that made so many of you leave after the second album? Yeah, because, you know, we started speaking up. We started speaking up. It got real crazy, man. It here got real crazy. I, I just teed off. Like, really, I was on a whole nother plane, like, seriously, on a whole nother plane. And it was, like, very violent and chaotic. That's how, how see, the truth is going to be told. And I, if it's going to take me to tell it, that's what it is. Like, it got so bad that pistols came involved. Guns came involved. You know what I'm saying? And it didn't have to get to that point. If everybody would have just played their part, everybody would have done what they were supposed to do. Y'all be bosses. Man, I, listen, I don't even have any of my platinum plaques. That's how bad it is and was. I don't have any of my platinum plaques. And there's quite a few artists out of most of that don't have them. Like, how do you not give your artists the platinum plaques? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's deep. It's, it goes beyond what anybody would tell y'all. And I'm bone thugs themselves. And they got to protect themselves. And I'm not trying to wash them out. All I'm saying is, I do not, I'm not, I can't hold anything back. This is what y'all want.
Disclaimer. We are two regular guys who love to talk Bone Thugs and Harmony. We do not represent Bone Thugs or any Bone affiliate. We are also not Bone Thugs experts. The views and information you hear in this podcast may be based on personal opinion. Please feel free to leave corrections and clarifying information in the comments. And enjoy. In an interview that you did in 2009, you, you had said that you might have been working on a documentary. Did, did that ever come about? Actually, I'm putting it all together right now. Wow. I booked a book as well. You know, I had to get to this point. You know, it's, I'm one of them people where it takes the world to go against me for me to really, like, get to it. Cause I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. At one point, I just was like, you know what, man, fuck this music shit. Wow. You like your own homies, your own homies, like, and it's not me. They did everybody like that. You now listen. Tell me if I'm lying. Bone Thug has not had a successful act or group or solo artist to this date under their brand. And that's fact. I don't know if they've uh, really got behind any artist the way they did Mo Thug. Um, you know what I mean? There, a, a lot of the guys that came later on, I, I don't think that they've, you know, signed the same way that, that they did you guys. Um, you know, you guys really, uh, relativity, you know, you had that budget. I I definitely don't think that there's an act that as, is as synonymous with Bone as the original Mo Thugs cast. Um, and and it is an unfortunate story that you know you guys uh, didn't you know stay with Bone for a much longer time because you know that that was a beautiful sight to see that to have the Mo Thugs open up those Bone shows because the problem with a lot of openers is. A lot of openers fucking suck. Um, and, and it was great to be able to experience Mo Thugs with Bone because it was such a, a power-packed show. Um, those, those tours. you you Were you with them? You were on the Art of War tour, like a lot of the Mo Thugs. Pretty much all you guys were on the, the Art of War tour, right? Yeah, I did. Let me see. The Mo Thug tour, uh, the Family Scriptures. I was on, I think I did like five tours with them. We even wow. had, I remember like a, a Mo Thug and No Limit tour. You all remember that? Mo yes. Thug and No Limit tour. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> no, we didn't know about that. Yeah, and I didn't. 
we, we actually felt- had a question about about uh you, you and no limit because you know your your style is very close to like so you know a lot of the no limit guys you you have some uh southern flair to you that i don't think like the you know the other guys from cleveland have i mean you have something that i i would say is closer not your whole style but you have some like southern flair so to hear that you know y'all fucked with no limit like that i mean it it makes sense and and wouldn't it make sense for soldier boy to be with the no limit soldiers for for just one song you know oh yeah yeah that'd be no No limit soldier boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i always thought like like after the the Mo Thug departure, I was like, man, I wonder if No Limit's going to scoop these guys up, or you know, some other major. Like, if I if I had money and and I was big, I would have tried to sign every Mo Thug artist that was no longer with Mo Thug because you guys were already established, had a name, and you know, I could see what I'm getting. But yeah, I mean, were, did, did were anything you, like that happen? Were you in Were you in talks with with other labels, or I mean, did was there were you guys prevented from almost going to other labels after that? You know, <laughs> that's interesting right there, because I was about to get to that. That's like, you know, that's a catch-22, because I've had offers, nice offers, a million and a half, a million, 800,000, 600,000, 400,000 from different labels, but, um, you know, there's a thing called blackballing. Um, you know, we had contracts that were were that were exclusive contracts. We couldn't do anything without the consent of Bone. So I missed out on a lot of features with you know the Method Man's and Killer Army. You know, people like that. Buster Rhymes. Probably a lot more that I just don't know about. But, you know, um, just a lot going on, man, that will keep you. See, a lot of people don't don't know. Like, say you guys were Interscope, and I get a connect to you all, and y'all want my music, I get my music to you. You all like it, and you ready to sign me. But you're going to call Mo Thugs to find out if I'm still an artist over there or whatnot. And, you know, what y'all hear is, ah, soldier, he's a hothead, man. We had to let him go. Ain't no telling what was told to him. I'm just saying, like, every deal that I've been offered always went sour for some reason. And that's just what you gotta understand. Y'all gotta understand. Bone was very, very powerful at that time. And if they wanted anybody to be successful, they could have been. You know how many people out of heard say, "Man, Soldier Boy could have been one of the, one of the six. I could have been a six Bone member." Yeah. They yeah. started comparing me to to Bone, and they were, "Oh man, he he better than everybody except Crazy." Nah, man, he better than everybody except Busy. Like, when it gets to that point, ain't no telling 
how a man feels if his heart ain't right at that particular time. So he's going to do what his heart tell him to do. And if he want to stop some folks from being successful, then that's what he's going to do. If he wants some people to be successful, and he surely is, then some people could be successful. We could have, man, we could have, bro, I didn't even get a chance to, like, start cutting loose. For real, like, I was I was doing songs where I, were actually, I was actually singing. You all never got a chance to hear none of those songs. No one actually ever really got a chance to hear my true talent. Even with, like, the mixtapes, I put out, like, a five-disc mixtape. Um, the make uh, damn what I called it. I already I forget the name, but um, it was the makeover one and two, nature of the beast, uh, right? Yeah, that. Well, and and your singing was on like that song, respect me. Uh, like at the beginning, you're doing some singing, and then the second verse is kind of some rapping, or like a blend, you know. I like and, that yeah. song. Yeah, I smashed that. That was like an Alicia Keys one. That's Alicia Keys track. You know that? that I didn't know thing. Ah, okay. Well, it was you singing, so <laughs> it sounded good. And I think I was thinking, man, I'd like to hear a whole Soldier Boy singing album because it it sounded really good. Yeah, I'm giving a lot of R and B on this. I'm, I'm I'm really, really, really putting some thought into this because this is not the time for. You know, the part, I got a lot of up-tempo tracks, but I'm not trying to party on them. Like, I'm not trying to party on them. I'm just, I'm saying what I have to say so people can understand. They need to understand, like, my, they need to hear my story. Y'all need to hear the story. So that's why I'm really, really taking my time. I'm getting ready to um, record some singles and shoot some videos for them and, and pitch them out, throw them out out there yeah speaking of the music videos you had shot that the poetic hustlers i guess the song was called poetic hustlers with the poetic hustlers in 2015 was that kind of like a feeler to see what was going on or was that a part of a bigger project right i um i was i was sneaking and trying to put a project together with with all in the morning and i was just i was individually talking to them like I talked to the poetic hustlers and told them, man, I got this idea. I got the track. I got the hook for y'all. I just need y'all to come in and rap. So I did the same with uh, Too True. I got the track. I had something crazy for them. Um, Graveyard Shift, Ken Dog. I had got Ken Dog on a couple of songs that I just threw out there. Um, There's one online. There's one out there now called Baby Girl. With me, him, and Sam and Gray, shit. But I was sneaking and trying to get, make, create a project with all of <laughs> with as many multiple artists on there as I could. But you know, then it, once again, I had to do it like that because everybody don't sort of fuck with each other. But you see, like this, this is like a trickle down effect. You know, you're watching your bosses you know, collide with each other. So naturally that energy is going to affect us to where we stop doing music. Like, I had like, I was like 10 songs in with, 
Jazz from Two True, Sin from Gray Archive, Mohart from Poetic Hustlers, and who else I had? It was somebody else. Oh, Gates. I don't know if y'all remember Gates from. Yeah, Graveyard. Graveyard. Yeah. Shit. So, like, it, sounds, it's, it's, it sounds like you, you basically have a Mo Thugs album that could be put out. I mean, if you got all those tracks with these guys, that sounds like a new Mo Thug album. Yeah, in a sense. But, you know, like I said, we don't, we don't even converse. So I, I wouldn't even try to, you know, I wouldn't even waste my time trying to even put it out like that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't, we don't even converse. We don't talk. You know, nothing. I, I think it's hard, too, that, you know, I mean, in terms of active MCs, uh, you know, I don't I don't believe as many of the Mo Thugs are are active, you know, in the game the way you are. So it's a, it's a lot of Soldier Boy push uh, to to put things out and put them together. Um, where you know where you're so active, you are an established act still. You have an established company. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys aren't, especially at this point. May, you know, maybe back then they were they were trying a little bit more. Um, I mean, is that the main thing that stopped that unofficial reunion? Because fans were really excited about that. I mean, that that wasn't even the first time we saw that. I mean, back in 2010, you were kind of doing the, you know, the interviews with Sin and Mo Hart and talking about like a reunion then as well. Yeah, man, we we've had a lot of talk through the years about doing stuff. I think that you know people lose. They're everything when it comes to, you know, being stopped, being stopped from doing something that, you know, you actually love or you, you thought that was going to get you to the level where you could take care of your family. That kind of hurt a lot of people, man. It hurt yeah, yeah. me. Like, it, you know, Porter Cuffler's, um, Ray R. Shift, Too True, like, um, Trey, it hurt them. It hurt me, you know, but I'm just one of those people, like I said, it's going to take the world to to get me in a place where I just give up. And even then, I'm not, I'm too, I'm so, I'm so motivated right now. Seriously, like I got crazy shit right now. (laughs) I got some crazy shit. When you have, I let people hear from all different ages and I get the same reaction. And that's what I'm talking about being that ready. Like a lot of people just brush me like, you gotta get, you gotta get that. You gotta get, no. God has his his time in there. And that's my energy. That's been my energy since a child. Like I truly believe in God. I'm not a religious man. I'm a very, very spiritual man and that's just it I'm not Christian I'm not Baptist I'm not Muslim I'm not I am no religion I'm just a firm believer in God I have my own relationship with him and I truly know that is the reason why I've lasted that long like Ken Dog can be active but he chooses not either to be active so 
are cheating in like the only artist out of most of um, that's doing something. And I'm about to take it even further this time. Really, really, really about to do some huge things. And I'm just at the point. I'm curious about where it's going to wind up. The things that you, you have done, um, I, I count six mixtapes, but I feel like I'm, I'm missing at least one or two. So I have the Makeover 1, the Makeover 2, Nature of the Beast, I Soldier Boy, Loose Ends, and Fruits of Labor. I never actually found Fruits of Labor, but I know that was the name of a mixtape. Are there any others that I that I'm missing besides those? Yeah, I have a few more, but I'm not I'm not going to release them until I um I'm changing. You know, I'm getting different production for them for the, for the vocals actually, and I'm going to start releasing them like probably once I drop my album or in between the singles and the album. You know, just throw a few out there <laughs> to uh. I might do it. I might drop a mixtape in between, like four singles, and then drop a mixtape, and then drop my album out like that. Maybe something like that. It all depends. I'm not not sure. Everything everything that exists now are they all mixtapes, or do you actually have an official Soldier Boy? This is a real deal album, not a mixtape. Oh yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. and original, all original. Oh, well, I mean, like, is it is it released? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you have it at your house, but has it came out like for people to purchase, or is that coming soon? Oh, it's coming soon. Yeah, oh, okay. It's coming soon. Like I said, you all will definitely be um. You all have singles and videos that definitely will drop before I release my album. Yeah, yeah. But I'm doing it, I'm doing it in a way. It's very um, different than what they're doing. You all see, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's definitely going to shake up some shit. I, I know your fans are, are excited. I, I think that you uh, have done a great job at achieving your own fan base. I, I think it's fair to say that any anybody that was a Mo Thug initially came into this sharing Bone's fan base because you, you guys were an offshoot, you know, of Bone. Uh, but I think that you've done an outstanding job of, of building your own fan base. Um, you, you were talking about being a spiritual guy and, you know, something that John and I w- were talking about is just, you know, your positivity. You're a real positive guy on social media. I've even seen you, you know, say, hey, you know, I, I wrote something this morning uh, that was negative, and and I said, you know, forget that, and and I took it down, and and I put up something positive. Have you thought about being a motivational speaker at any point in your life, given your positive nature and and just what you've been through? Your story is motivating to not quit. No, <clears throat> I'm trying. I'm giving up too much here. Yeah, that's part of my my um my promotion doing that speaking to the different schools and stuff like that so I'm keeping my music as clean as I can keep I can keep I, as clean as I, I can get it but as dirty as it need to be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
you know. So, yeah, that's interesting that you asked that because that's definitely a part of my marketing strategy is to go to these schools. Like my son is six years old. I'll definitely be at his school as well talking, speaking. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you should. I think I think you have a great story. You know, you, you think of, you know, just just in this brief time, what we've covered and, and you're a guy that has seen the world. Uh, you have blessed stages with with legends and you're continued and, and you're driven. Um, you know, we, we hit on a lot of stuff in, in this that I think that people saw as the low. But, you know, you and I know that there's a lot of great highs from your time uh, with with Bone and Mothug as well. Uh, we spent an extensive time talking to Romeo Antonio, and, and he was telling us in his interview that when you guys were all, you know, down in Miami, that at one point you were living in a condo with him and Cat Cody. Uh, and, and he says with everything he's done, working with Prince, working with Bone, uh, that that is one of the greatest times of his life uh, was living with, with you and Cat Cody. Do you, do you have any memories from that time living with Romeo and, and Cat Cody or any of the Mothugs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't hear. Our good times definitely outweigh the bad. That's for sure. I've done, that's why I said I've done things that, man, I'm trying to tell you, like, it's just unexplainable. But I definitely had a good time with uh, Romeo and Cat Cody. You know, Cat Cody was the real R&B dude, you know, so we yeah, were doing yeah. everything, man, having all the ladies. You know, <laughs> we out there in Miami living in life. We getting tats. You know, everywhere we stepped, they noticed that we was most thugs. So I was great. And then, you know, I, I think I recorded, I not recorded, but created some stuff with, um, we did, with Romeo. We actually did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he, he told us. thought about it. Yeah, yeah, he I told us about about that. that. Oh, he said that. Yo, yeah, he uh, Ro Romeo speaks really high, highly of you and and his time with you and just your your talent. He really thinks that uh, you're you're a complete talent. And and I actually spoke to Romeo for an unheard of nine hour long interview, and uh, he he just had the greatest things to say about you. He said a lot of great things about Cat Cody as well, and. You know, we've always wondered, um, you know, Cat Cody, you heard a little bit on the Art of War. Um, you know, he was on the family reunion just a little bit. And he's even on Busy Bones Heaven's movie. But, I mean, it's it's so sporadic. Do you do you know why we didn't end up hearing more from Cat Cody during all this time? Same scenario. Same yeah, situation. Yeah. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, they just, you know. They were young, man, and yeah, yeah. it was just everything was stuck right there in us being adolescent, you know. Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought I thought his talent was and and for you guys to know you guys live together with with you know your ability to rap, your ability to sing so well. Um, you you and Cat Cody must have just done some some amazing things that it's so unfortunate. I couldn't imagine you. Cat Cody and Romeo all all making music together. Uh, it must have been incredible. Hmm. Yeah, it was, man. We go. Um, we got a little something. I've been I've been talking to um, Cat Cody off and on. 
you know. Yeah, that's great. Getting some material from him, some tracks from him, because he's very, very talented as far as tra- tracks. So is Romeo. They are very, very, very talented. Yeah. I'm saying, like, you guys are really, really about to witness whatever God got for me, my brother. I am am not deterred by nothing. And I still salute my brothers regardless of the fact. Every time they come in town, I try to be there. When I'm out of town and they go and they popping in that town, I'm trying to be there. You know, I still salute them. And maybe one day, one just maybe one day, they'll see that bringing that whole motor thing back, the whole click, as many as as left that want to do this thing, and doing a tour, and doing a project. That'll be that. Man, it's I think no the word. fans would love to see a tour. You know, I mean, as as a fan, um, I, I I think back to like 2012. I know that you were part of the the Bone Thugs 20th year anniversary show that they did in Cleveland, and uh, I I think about that feeling of seeing you rebless that stage uh, as Bone and Mo Thug. Um, how, you know, how did that opportunity? you know, come about for that to happen again. You guys seemed on level ground at that point. Um, they had one of the homies to reach out to me and tell me that Lazy was in town. He wanted to chop it up with me. So I shot to the hotel where he was at. You know, he's just talking like, man, we trying to do this tour, this, this 20th anniversary tour, man. And we want to put have more thug on there. Cleveland gonna be the first date. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let's do the paperwork, man. Let's get that shit popping. Yeah. And we wind up getting down there and doing that thing. It just didn't go any further than there, but just that being on that stage with them blessing that stage like that in my own hometown, it was, it did me some good. Cause I can remember being on the stage at the gun and that motherfucker was so packed. It was like claustrophobic in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it was just a, just a great feeling, man. Is, is that the only time that you guys have spoke about an official re- reunion was during that 2012 tour? I've been hearing some things. I've talked, talked to crazy before. I've heard a few things, but I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, those guys are established in a way where, you know, they're doing so much right now. I don't think they probably even have time to, you know, do another project or do a tour, with, which would be so dope, though. You know, because they got artists right now you know, they can actually capitalize off the whole situation. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's so much that can be done with what he is right now. Well, like that best of, the, the best of Mothugs came out or is coming out. The digital came out. The CD's coming soon. So I think a lot of fans are just assuming that something else is going to come along with it. Maybe the newer artists that they have, they're probably going to have a few songs on there. I know they didn't contact me and ask me for any songs. 
I got plenty of those songs that they could have put on put on that. Well, well, there's a there's a question I see a lot in the comment sections on a lot of your videos, and it's the the law of retribution with you and Busybone. So I, I guess it came out for like a day, and now just a snippet remains. Um, is there anything you could disclose on the details of that song and what its future holds? <laughs> well, Busy actually reached out to me for that uh, that feature, and. Um, I did my part and sent it back, laced it up and sent it back to him. And I want to say probably about five or six months later, he called me like, he like, man, how the song get out? He was like, somebody, uh, who is the guy on YouTube that has the song? And I'm like, what you talking about? I didn't even know what he was talking about. I happened to go. He had texted me um, the guy's name on the YouTube, and I went and checked it out. And he had he actually had the song up, so I'm like, somebody then leaked the song out and put it on YouTube. And then after that, I started I seen it on like 20 other YouTube accounts. So I think what Busy probably did was got a copyright, got his verse copyrighted, got it with a copyright company, and uh, they actually just playing. Cause I've seen other accounts out there as well with the song on there. Um, I think it's just playing the, the chorus, his chorus, and my verse. So I guess that's how that happened with the whole YouTube thing and them switching it up. But I don't, I don't even think it's going to be any like video for that song or, you know. I don't think anything is going to come out of it because it's it's so out there now. Yeah, it's not there. there. It, it's too bad because I, I, you know, I have heard it. it. It's a great song, and it's great to hear you and you and Busy. You know, because the you guys didn't you you as the Mo Thugs, uh, at least us as fans, we never got to hear any of the Mo Thugs work with Busy. So that's a brand new sound for us to hear you and like Busy together. Um, so it's unfortunate to hear that we, we may not hear, you know, that end up on a project. Because it's a great song. You guys are musical geniuses together. Man, I appreciate that, my brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, I like the song myself. It is a great song. I just wish that, you know, more could have been done with it. That was, it was, it was electrifying. Well, yeah. And you had, another, you had another one. You had what, what you really know with Busy as well. And uh, how did that one come about? Yeah, somebody leaked that too. It is, and they did it without even a, uh, without even mixing it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like sometimes, you know, engineers, producers get a hold of stuff and they, you know, do what they want to do with the music. That wind up getting out there. I was really angry about that too because we hadn't even put our. Um, a marketing plan together for that particular song. We just wanted to get Busy's vocals before he got it further into being, you know, being busy. This is quite a few of my songs that's been leaked out. Like that I'm a dust you. It got, it was, it was leaked on YouTube. So I wind up putting it on one of my, my mixtapes. Uh-huh. 
Well, of all the songs that you've released, you know, through a mixtape or however that, that are, have come out that have been approved by you to come out, what is your favorite favorite track out of all of them? Like if somebody was to listen to one post Mo Thug song that Soldier Boy made or King Jamma, what what would you recommend people to check out? The most favorite song out of the mixtapes? Out of everything you did after Mo Thugs. Hmm. I I told you we were gonna ask some stuff that you're not usually asked. Wow. I I I got a song. I redid. Um. I spit over that song Lil Wayne and Twister did. Whip Game. Oh yeah. That's like one of my my best ones. <laughs> it was on the the Twister album, the the Whip Game proper beat. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. I, I seen like in the comments you, you advertised Chainsaw Big a lot, so I was just wondering if that was one of them, or I mean, I guess you had a music video for it. So that... no, that was just a mix mixtape song as well. Those those particular songs were for uh, what mixtape is that? Of fruits of labor, mm-hmm. the the um chain so big, ha ha ha, and I don't give a fuck. Those were three of the songs for the fruits of labor. But once I got a hold, see it, it switched up on me because once I got a hold to um poetic hustlers and two true, I kind of switched it up. And was like, maybe I'm just going in and make this project with them, opposed to it being a fruits of labor. You know, I can do this with them. They actually had a name for it. It was called the Remainders. Uh, oh, I remember. Yes, I remember hearing that. That yes, I remember hearing that that was going to happen. I, you know, it, it makes sense if it if it wasn't beneficial to you as an artist to do that. I, I think as a fan, we obviously all want to hear, you know, even if it's an unofficial, you know, reunion of just a few of you, we, we want to hear that, but it makes sense for you as an artist, um, to not do something that, that may not benefit your brand. And, uh, you know, you're still building a brand. Um, I got, I want to ask you something. I don't believe I've ever heard you talk about this in an interview. Uh, so I want to ask you something before we wrap up, because I think it's an important moment in, in bone history. Uh, if, if, if memory serves me correctly, I've seen you in a picture from the studio session um, with Bone and Biggie when they did Notorious Thugs, right? Mm-hmm. Tell us about your experience from that night, because anybody that you you ever hear talk about that session that night that collective that's such a collective mo thug and junior mafia um you always hear people just talk about the magic in the air can you just tell us about soldier boys you know experience from that that huge session <laughs> well i do know that it was it was a funny energy in the air because you know, that was at the time that Biggie and Pac was beefing. They were beefing, right? 
So Bone Thug came in to do the song with Biggie with Tupac T-shirts on him. Wow. <laughs> he was kind of upset about that. You know what I'm saying? So I remember him, you know, calling my name. He like, told you, boy. This is a long time. He, as a matter of fact, he was on crutches. I remember he uh, he had that accident. So I walked over there to him while he was writing. He was writing. He actually had the track turned. He was writing to it. And um, he was rolling a blunt. And I was looking at him. I'm like, man, what the hell is that? He like, yo. He said, won't you roll it up the way y'all roll it out there, man? He said, since you don't want to hit this. So I actually took his weed and, you know, broke down a blunt and I started rolling it, but I rolled a real fat one. And he like, yo, 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 God, what's up? What's... He like, yo, I'm not hitting nothing. I said, well, you told me to roll one. <laughs> I told you, you told me to roll one the way we roll them here in Cleveland. He was like, yo, that's too much weed, man. I had a real good experience with Biggie, man. He was a real cool guy, man. Real, real cool. He said some things to me that, that really stuck with me to this day. And it's ironic that he, like, said the things that he did say to me, man. I'll never forget. But I do know it was a um, it was a funny energy because they were, they came in with those Tupac t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I, I've, I've never heard anybody talk about that piece, but, I mean, it, it makes sense that that would really, you know, and and we you guys must have all been in New York for that. Oh yeah, yeah. That beef was yeah. That shit was real. Wow, that shit was real. But that's then that, that's what I'm saying. Like you, opponent them just didn't give a fuck back then, man. That shit heavy. I'm not gonna even lie, man. Rest in peace to Biggie, man. That's my homie, man. For real, he's a cool. He's a cool dude, bro. But boning them just they give a fuck. Like you just walk up in the studio where you know this man beefing with Pac and you coming in there to do a song with fucking Tupac. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That motherfucker came in the studio with Tupac t shirts on, man. That shit you should have seen the look on Puffy's face. I wish y'all was there to see it. The look on Puffy's face. <laughs> like, what the hell is they doing? But yeah, that experience was it was nice, man. <laughs> we got to yeah. actually be there, be there and witness Biggie, uh, sort of using the flow, like, you know. And he got in; he went crazy with that shit. I was, I liked it. You know that 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 um, I'm gonna throw this in there. That Tupac song with with Bone on there. When I first heard it, it was just Biggie and Pop. I'm sorry, it was just Busy and Pop. Yeah. The other Bone members asked to get on it that I remember. As a matter of fact, it was like two songs that Busy and Pac did that I remember. Wow. Yeah. So that's how that came about. I think Busy just let them them get on the song. I don't think they were supposed to get on the song. I think I remember them asking to get on the song. Yeah. It's it's rumored at that time that... uh... Busy had that song because Silky Fine was on it as well, and uh, it, it, it's rumored at that time that you know Ruthless kind of almost forced that hand that it it had to be with all of Bone to to get released, and that's how it ended up on the Art of War 
with, with all the bone and no silky fine. Um, as far as Ruthless, you had you had mentioned Ruthless just a little bit earlier. Now, of course, you know you guys were with Mothug Relativity. Bone is you know with them. Did did you guys have much crossover uh, with Ruthless? Like, what what was your relationship with with them? Did did you guys have a good experience with Tamika and and that company, or or were you guys kind of feeling that same way that Bone was? Yeah, we were def- definitely distant from them. I've went to like a few of their um, events that Ruthless had. I've I've done that, but yeah, we we you know I Bone didn't like them, so we didn't anybody that Bone didn't like, we ain't like them. <laughs> yeah, so, but I will say I had a few good times with Tamika Wright. Like she liked she she liked to have. She liked to have fun, so we did we did some things out in Cali. I know one of the first things we did with them with a uh, paint gun. That was she was skillful as shit. So I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that she was shooting some shit. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Overall, yeah, man, they had a very 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 good time, man with that whole Mo Thug movement. There's a lot of artists that that were well off on their own and still didn't experience what we experienced, man. That we made shit move. It was really, really a serious movement. Yeah. Oh yeah. I the original I you know, we John and I were talking uh, prior to, to coming on to record the show and, and, and we were saying that it feels like the original movement as far as established MCs getting on, making a label and then putting that movement on. Wu-Tang Clan is, has done it but, but you guys did it in 96 and you guys did it with you know, real like like you said you grew up with these guys um I don't think anybody's ever done it the way the Mothugs movement did it. The, at least the first, you know, the original one and two. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that. I can definitely agree with you on that. That movement was crazy. Man. And how did you guys feel about seeing, like, the St. Lunatics? You know, Nelly went back and got his guys. Eminem went back and got the D12. Um you know, it, it seemed like everybody kind of blueprinted off of what you guys did. Did you guys ever like observe that and and feel you know, like kind of see what they were doing, saying, "Wow, they that's based off of us." I think Nelly was trying to sign with Montag at one point. Wow, if I remember, yeah, I think it was him. Yep. So yeah, that's... you know, because he he made a, a huge impact, but he he definitely had our flavor i will admit that but i i remember him um trying to sign to mothug now well i'm saying you guys kind of like created the template that i saw like a lot of groups imitate you know uh bone got famous came back and, and brought mothugs back nelly got famous went back and brought the saint lunatics eminem got famous went back brought d12 and every time i would see that happen i'm like that's that's all from the mothug template right there but. Yep. Yeah, we got a lot of that. 
<laughs> a lot of people said that for sure. Now, now oh, my bad. You got it. I, I I was just gonna say before we wrap up with you, Soldier Boy. I I gotta ask because I want it. I want it out there so people know. At one point, I saw that you were reported in a lawsuit against DeAndre Way, who, of course, is Soldier Boy. Tell him. Do you mind telling us more about that? It seemed like you had a really case and and you know a, a real leg to stand on. And and if I remember correctly, I I think I I remember seeing that you you won that. Is that something that you can talk about? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I won that. I'm the reason why he wind up adding tell him to the name. Because I didn't actually want him to not use the name anymore. And I just was like, okay, well, he using it. As long as he keep telling him on it, you know, then I'm cool with that. But you'll definitely pay me. And that's how that worked out. Now... The other thing is, is he's not continuing to use that the way he should. So you already know what that entails. When you were hanging with Gilly the Kid around 2014, was that did that have anything to do with his like online beef with the other Soldier Boy? Tell him, and did you record any tracks with him in the Major Figures? No, we actually didn't. We didn't link up. We just we chopped it up a few times on the phone. You know, took a few picks and shit. But I, I think he did play, you know, have uh, have that in his head when he was doing it. I didn't actually even realize that he had a little beef going with him, going on with the other little guy until a little later on. I think it was like a few months later on. I'm like, I was looking at the shit online. He came through my phone. I'm like, hold it, on. It seemed ironic. It was like ironic. He's hanging with the real soldier boy while simultaneously talking to the other one. It, it, it felt like it felt like I don't know, like not comedy, but like gotcha. I got the real soldier boy right here. Yeah, you know, Gilly, Gilly a silly guy anyway. So you know, it just it worked out well for him. <laughs> soldier boy, it's 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 been a great interview. I th- I think that. Uh... I think that we were able to ask you some things here that I, I didn't hear in common. Like I said, when we came into this, you know, we, we jumped, you know, kind of all over the place because I, I saw in other interviews that, that people wanted to focus on just the same thing. I, I hope that we were able to, to ask you some stuff that, that really made you think outside of the, the norm for yourself. Uh, was there anything that didn't get covered that you want to make sure that your fans, that Bone fans, uh, that that anybody knows about you going into you know this this 2018 and and, and going forward. I just want them all to know that I'm not lying to them. I would never lie to them, and I appreciate all the love and the support for so many years. I really, really appreciate. All the comments and the shares and the likes and the the tagging, like everything that has anything to do with my music. And I do want them to know that I haven't given up. There are things that we go through in life where certain things might be at a pause. 
but all we have to do is continue to to keep faith and keep going and never give up. So I'm letting them know that I would never, ever give this up. And this time, I'm actually about to go harder than I ever have before. About to really, really get a chance to know me through the music. So hold me up. Hold me up. When is the second uh when is the second interview? You all be you gotta set up. Oh, we 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 will do it whenever whenever you wanna come on, we you are more than welcome on this so on this show. This uh this show was created. I, I say this all the time. We have a podcast about Bone Thugs and Harmony that that is uh, really about all the people around Bone. Uh we we're we're honored to have you on this show. Who who you are in in this culture is you know you you should know that you've created a a legacy. Um, you know that that your legendary status to to so many fans. Uh, you've achieved and motivate so many people. Uh, you you always got a place to come here. And anytime that Soldier Boy needs to come on Beyond the Harmony. Uh, you are more than welcome to come bless these airwaves. Blessings, my brother. I appreciate that, man. I would def- definitely, definitely hit you with some info later to uh, give you a date. It'll be good for me to come back on and promote the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and we'll make sure to work with Soldier Boy as well to make sure that our fans are are getting... You know all the the up to date information as soon as he gets ready to drop this project. Any any new songs, uh, make sure you're sending them over to us. We'll make sure that you know we're putting them on the show as well. Uh, we we want to make sure that every fan is is getting everything that they can get from you in in 2018. Yeah, where do people check you out anyway? Besides, like, uh, do you have a website or do you have anything where uh, people go to to get your music outside of that piff? My website is being, is under construction right now. It won't be long, though. Everything will be up and rolling. So right now we're just using, you know, the normal, the IG. My IG is uh, Soldier Tally Up King. My, uh, you can catch me on the Facebook. I'm always on and off that Facebook. My Facebook is Will Soldier Boy Lion. Yeah, we have it. You know, I'm just going to say for fans, if you don't follow – you know, his, his Instagram or, or his Facebook, you, you definitely want to, you know, he's, he's very active with the fans, very responsive. You're, you're a very positive, like I said, motivational figure. Um, I, I always enjoy what you have to say in the morning to, to fans and, and just to people in general. Um, I always feel like you're on a very level place as well with your fan base where, uh, you know, people can can reach out to you and and know that they're going to get a real response from you. Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate that, my brother. Yeah. Every single hey, one. Once again, we we want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to be in touch with you. We're we're definitely going to have to do part two of this as soon as possible. Definitely, definitely. I am honored, my brother. Let's get it going. Yeah. All right. Hey. Y'all be safe out there, man. Contact me, though, my brother. And thank Absolutely. you for having me on the show, man. No sure. doubt. Thank you so much. The, re- yes. the real soldier boy. Wow, it, this was uh, John. I um, when, 
when we get in when we get into doing this and and we do these and we hold these interviews and you know we we've talked to some some big ones we have talked to some amazing people but to sit here and have a a 2 hour conversation with with soldier boy i'm i'm floored i'm floored hey, man, king i'm so happy that can have that effect my brother king jamma king jamma blessed beyond yeah. the harmony one love one love both thug love my brother tally up i'll talk to y'all in a minute man be safe and thank you for having yeah. me on thank, thank you. you awesome all right king jamma yeah absolutely see so the, um yeah it, it, week after week interview after interview we're taking people beyond the harmony learning things that we never knew Woo. getting those behind the scenes stories of in, in this case we got to hear about low down dirty shame how that came about aspects of armageddon who knew armageddon was for the film armageddon but that makes total sense and uh so many other things we heard tonight outcast oh, man outcast trying oh, to get part yeah. of Motugs. That's and we were just talking about outcast in the pre-show <laughs> yeah which which yep. is just it's bananas it's like man it all comes together man hey that that one was good uh man that was a great even even just now i didn't even i thought he had already hung up i i i've been smiling the whole interview um soldier boy had so much to to tell us and you know, we we got we got some great stuff, man. We got some great stuff. I'm I'm so glad to hear that Notorious Thugs, bro. The fucking Tupac T-shirts. <laughs> that, that is that is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, one of, one of the things as you were saying that I I do love about Soldier well, King Jamma is that he smiles, and I love smiling. I'm always, I'm a smiley guy, and uh, just to see. Yeah, you know, just see him crack smiles on videos, streams, and stuff every now and then. Brings a smile to my face. Um, yeah. Brings a smile to my face that we actually got to speak to King Jamba Soldier Boy. I, I'm, I'm like sweating over here, man. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and and you guys should know that you know John and I have a huge list of questions when we go into these, and and as we knock out questions, you know, we we make sure there's a check mark and. Very few questions didn't get asked, and the ones that didn't get asked didn't get asked because they just didn't, you know, make sense, um, or or they kind of got asked or answered in a different way, you know. So we got so much out of that. Some of that shit, it, you know, just it, it blew me away. Um, I'm really here to, you know, happy to hear how active he is, and just like, did you hear the positivity of how excited he is to release this this album that he's working on? It seems like he's got something humongous cooking. Because, um, like, as we were picking things out, he was saying, "Oh, hold up, <laughs> yeah, that's what I got coming." You know, so yeah, the- he, he, you could tell he didn't want to give things away. Um, man, it was good, and it it was so funny, you know, to hear again. I've been smiling the whole time, like you said, you're you're a smiling guy. Soldier Boys out there smiling. It was it was so funny to hear uh, Julio, you know, talk about like, you know, can't smile in hip hop, right? That's that's the rule. Julio was like, that's that's how the guys took their photos, and uh, I I've been happy the whole time, man. Soldier Boy really blew me away in this, and and I'm he's ready to come back on. I if if you guys want to hear part 
you know, another part, uh, a totally second interview with Soldier Boy. If you didn't get enough Soldier Boy in this one, make sure you let us know in the comments below that you want to hear another Soldier Boy interview, and we're going to make it happen. Yeah, and th throughout the course of this interview, it was great to get see part of the whole goal was to get these unanswered questions out, and uh, and I, I got I covered we got to cover the entire outline of what I wanted to to know. I just want to know where he has been, you know, how it's been. We got to finally know it. I, I do see one question on here that we didn't get to, so we'll get to that one next time. That's that's number thirty on the list. We won't reveal it, but um, that one number thirty, we will get to that yeah. one. And, yeah, I know. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't sneak that one in, but that's all right. That's okay. We got another. I think. I think. I think the response is going to be good. Like I said, if if you guys want to hear another interview, make sure you let us know in the comments that that you want us to make good on that offer by Soldier Boy. Yep. Especially when he got when he has his album finally coming out and whatever oh, yeah. other projects, I think that's going to be really cool with the show going forward too. As some of the artists that we speak to when they have new projects coming. You know, if they're still active, this is a great outlet for them to come to, to either break music or promote. So, yeah, that's an aspect we hadn't even considered to, going in to do like a review. You know, of that new Soldier Boy album, we'll we'll have to make sure that we get it. Do a review. I'm I'm gonna make sure that I stay in in real close contact with him. Uh, any any of the guests that we have come on, you know, you you spend this couple of hours sitting here talking on the phone and. You you grow a, a bond with these guys. I I I I've talked pretty regular with every guest that we've had so far. Yeah. yeah it, so it, to to finally have it in the can now, um, it's like I feel like I'm gonna sleep so well tonight. Soldier Boy was probably I mean you know we're probably gonna interview some other Mothugs, but Soldier Boy I, I'm not afraid to admit he was my absolute favorite Mothug soldier, and uh, that we got that. Under the on the show, he's part of Beyond the Harmony history. Uh, means a lot to me, and uh, I'll probably be listening to Soldier Boy tracks for the next three weeks. I think, uh, you know, I think that he is like the besides Bone. So when I say this, I don't want anybody to say, "Well, what about Bone?" With the exception of Bone, I I think that Soldier Boy is what it is to be Mothug. And, and that's not taken away from Poetic Hustlers or Too True or GYS. They're absolutely embedded what that, that Mothug sound is too. But I, I just think that so many people gravitate towards Soldier Boy sound that when you think Mothug, it's easy to think Soldier Boy. And that's okay. Because the fucking guy is good. Even now, He's, bro, was it so dope when he when he was rapping on the podcast? I was like, wow, oh, yeah. it sounds as dope as he did in '96. He did. It, it, it almost sounded like he was just playing the acapella at times. And yeah. and one of the things I used to think about back in '96 when Family Scriptures came out, I was like, this guy is the like the next gen, the the evolution. So like, if you have the Xbox 360, then you have the Xbox One, and just Soldier Boy. When I heard Soldier Boy able to hang with crazy bone on low down dirty shame and mesh and blend like that was like a marriage of sound right there and then to do it again on armageddon and what blew me away and i remember driving the street hearing it for the first time thinking like wow he actually had multiple verses on armageddon with crazy bone 
and not too many not too many collabos have that. It's like he literally can go round for round, bar for bar, and not in a competition way, but in a complimentary way. He really complimented Crazy, and Crazy really complimented him. This, yeah. The vibe that they had was just it was just so beautiful. And it's just I, I hope we find out later on there's a whole battery, a whole slew of songs that they did together, because um, that was the perfect combination right there. Yeah, no, I I agree with everything you just said. Just the way it, it it was like exactly what you said. It was like going bar for bar without it being competition. It was straight, you know, just like every Soldier Boy bar was set up to make every Crazy Bone bar as good as you know as the last. I mean, it they they were an amazing team. Um, you know. You ask some questions, not you, but like us. We ask some questions sometimes that I'm like, I know we know the answer to this, but I got to ask for confirmation. Like, was crazy the one that you like to work with the most? Because, bro, it's just like, think think of that song. You, it's, it, it's almost impossible to think that, you know, they make music that good and, and you know, he liked working with somebody else more because is is there a song? Like, are there two people that can really go together as good as Soldier Boy and Crazy Bone. Probably not even busy and crazy. Right. right. Yeah, because with that, I mean, they do, they obviously made a great album together, but there, there's something, and, and they're, you know, they're both Bone members, but there's something about, like, when you find that person that you just mesh with and it just it just goes, it's kind of like... Um, I, I'm, I'm the, just saying in terms of, like, think, think of the voice. You know what I mean? Like... When when I say that, I'm not saying that a Soldier Boy Crazy Bone album would be better than the Busy Bone Crazy Bone album. I'm just thinking of the octave, the the tone of their yeah. voice, the way their voice goes together. Soldier Boy and right. Crazy Bone, I it, it's just so it's so close, but then so different that it's like, oh my god, bro. Yeah. And, Crazy. And, and I and I like I like the when I watched that Soul Train performance of Mighty Mighty Warrior, you know, watching it the other day again, uh, for the first time in a very long time, just seeing Soldier Boy, Crazy Bone with Thug Queen and Felicia, you know, it's four members and even though Bone's five members, a lot of times it's just four guys. And to see that particular quartet was was really interesting, the dynamics of it. Two males, two females. Uh, one's a singer, one's a rapper. Meaning, Felicia is the singer, Thug Queen's the the rapper, and then Crazy and Soldier Boy. I was like, man, this is this is a dynamic. This is such a great idea, you know. Not just to be like a side thing. And you know, he did mention that uh, the Night Riders came out of that, but that particular right. four right there, it would have been neat to see what else they could have came up with. Yeah. A lot of the stuff he said made me feel like that. He he said some things that I'm like, man, it's just too bad, man. But that happens all the time on our on yeah. our show. Well, somebody will tell us something. And it's like, bro, that's so that's so sad that 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 we didn't hear that, you know? Um, yeah, like the Romeo Cat Cody Soldier Boy song. So so yeah so, soldier boy is my biggest like my biggest regret is is and it's not even my life but my biggest regret as i was saying to him was that there was never that soldier boy real deal solo album i mean i enjoy the mixtapes but it, it's it's not that you know you're i always think like what could have been had it got to his, had the graveyard shift came out and had it gotten to his part 
to have his solo album, I think that would have been such a mega, a mega thing. If if the right money was behind it, the right promotion behind it, you just imagine what could have been. Who who do you think would have been after if if everything went that way? Too true, poetic hustlers, graveyard shift. You have to think Ken Dog, right? right? But but maybe Felicia, because I mean they were always toying around with the idea that Felicia was going to have an album. Yeah, pro- and... probably one of them at that point, because you would have had Thug Queen at that point too. So probably, you know, Felicia or Thug Queen, and then probably Ken Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to hear it all those. Yeah, yeah. I I I find myself like always hunting for different tracks. So I found that Thug Queen was on uh, this artist called Con Artist or Con yeah. Artrist. And I uh, listened to that. And then I was like, I made myself my own little Thug Queen uh, like co- uh, collection. And then Soldier Boy, I mean, he's got all these mixtapes. So like anybody listening, if if you've been fiending for Soldier Boy and you don't realize that he has at least at least six mixtapes out there, um, four or five of them are, are on Dat Piff. And they're good. I mean, it's 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 like wow. If some of these songs are really good, so check out that Piff Soldier Boy. I think he goes by Soldier Boy Jamma on there. So I don't know how you're gonna search it because you're gonna get the other Soldier Boy, but he's on there. So maybe type in I Soldier Boy. That's the name of one of his albums and the Makeover One and Two, Nature of the Beast, and a couple others. Check them out if you haven't heard them yet. My favorite track though is "I'm a Dust Ya," and that came out. We got that confirmed. That came out during Mo Thugs. Um, "I'm a Dust Ya" is just it's it's the jam. Well, John, it's been a exciting couple of hours of talking five true thugs from the double Glock. Yes, another yep. another, another thug classic. Thursday. Yeah, hey. <laughs> We we ain't doing nothing but classics, bro. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I want you guys to know that John and I, I I love doing this. Okay, I I do this for John and I literally do this podcast for fun. So I just want you guys to know that that we're with it. I, sometimes the the messages are so encouraging from you guys. Um, some of the comments. Um, and, and, and we just want you guys to know that, that, you know, the, sh- the show is here to stay. The, the support has been amazing. Um, and dude, I, I love doing it every week, John. I love the interviews. I, I love what we find out. I, so far, have you done a single one where you didn't walk away finding out something brand new that you had no idea about? No, every week it's been a home run. Every week I'm I'm shocked and I'm renewed. I'm rejuvenated, you know. I mean, because we're coming in here. I'm after a nine hour workday and then jumping on the show, and it's like another two to three hours. But I'm I'm I feel more more rejuvenated at the end of the show than I was going in. You yeah. know, I mean, obviously because it's after work, but um, like it, it's hard for me to go to sleep on Thursday nights <laughs> because yeah. uh, or actually sometimes we record. It's uh yeah it, it it fires me up it hypes me up like my my I'm I'm sweating over here I'm hot um I'm excited and um I, I love these shows man Thug Thursday Beyond the Harmony I even love all the additional things that we're doing our little questions of the day and all the other side things that we do 
I always look forward to seeing what you come up with for these Mo Mondays with Romeo Antonio's uh, little snippets. And I look forward to all of our releases that we do that we have in the can. Um, all the things that we have. Everything that we do, I love it. I'm like a fan of our own show. So I want to that. make sure that we, of course, shout out the people that show us love. Uh, Phoenix Rising, who does our theme. Thugsandharmony.com. Bookofthugs.com. My boy Bone Thugs NL. LoyalBoneFans.com. Of course, the BTNH board on Facebook. We wouldn't be anything with any of these interviews without everybody that does the Beyond the Harmony Facebook group. All our, you know, admins that make sure that nothing is in chaos there. Uh, everybody that helps make this possible are amazing. Uh, I, re- I really appreciate everybody. That is your Thug Thursday for this week. I am Cecil West. And I'm John Lippy. That was Soldier Boy. This is Phoenix Rising, and we are out of here. Peace. <laughs>